Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Beautiful people. Hello. Welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. (laughs) Speaking in this really kind of like offset rhythmical voice. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. It feels like we're having a little musical. Hello, everybody. Um, often when I say that I get this voice in my head too, like Mrs. Doubtfire, so representative of my like 90s and early 2000s upbringing. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> anyway, welcome to this podcast episode. This one is for our emotional manifestors. I want to state that really clearly at the beginning because um, if you're a splenic manifestor or an ego manifestor and you're just listening for yourself, maybe this podcast episode is not particularly one that you're going to want to dive into. Um, but if you know an emotional manifestor or even an emotional authority in general, this is going to be really helpful for you learning to understand them and the way that they live. And of course, if you are an emotional manifestor, this episode is an ode to our emotional emotional manifestors. This is a love note to all of the very, very, very many emotional manifestors who are in our community. I wanted to give you your own podcast episode because uh, even though there's a lot of education and there's a lot of content out there for emotional authorities because you guys are like the vast majority of the population, I think a lot of the kind of layered experiences of what that means when you filter it into energy type sometimes get lost in all of that. And emotional manifestors have a unique experience that other emotional authorities don't necessarily have. So I want to give you a a reframe on the emotional wave today. Just like I've been telling you for the last few episodes in this first season of the podcast for this year, we're going back to some manifesto basics. We're revisiting them with kind of fresh eyes and new language and getting some new depth and conversation about it. And so this episode, I'm going to kick off with some of those basics um, being taught, right? We're going to look at some basic descriptions. For example, who are the emotional manifestors? What does that actually mean? to be an emotional manifester. Now, for most people, when you run your human design chart, you're going to see over the the kind of interpretation side where it says authority or inner authority, it will say emotional. Okay. And that's how you know, oh, I'm an emotional authority. I'm an emotional manifester. But you don't actually need that interpretation. The inner authorities run in a hierarchy. And this is a hierarchy across everybody. Okay. So um, the sacral center is at the top of that hierarchy, meaning that this is like a, a cross it off and move on to the next one kind of hierarchy system. If you have a defined sacral, 
then that makes you a sacral being, okay? Um, but if you have a defined emotional center and a defined sacral, you're actually an emotional authority because the emotional center is at the very, very, very top of that hierarchy. So if your emotional center is colored in, as in it's not white or white with, you know, colored numbers so that the gates in it, it's a colored in regardless of what color, then you are an emotional authority. When it comes to um, manifestors, we only have three different types of authorities as manifestors. We've got emotional, splenic, and ego. Other energy types can have a lot more. We can have um, sacral authorities. We can have self-projected authorities. We can even have a small range of mental authorities, which are our mental projectors. Um, but amongst manifestors, it is emotional or splenic or ego. And the hierarchy goes emotional, splenic, ego. In other words, if you've got a defined emotional center, you are an emotional authority. You're an emotional manifester. If your emotional center is undefined, but you have a defined spleen, that makes you a splenic authority. If you have an undefined emotional center and an undefined splenic center, then you're going to have a defined ego center if you're a manifester, and that makes you an ego authority. If you have, let's say, all three, let's say you've got your emotional, your spleen, and your ego colored in, defined, you're an emotional authority because the emotional center is defined. If you've got your spleen and your ego defined, you are a splenic authority because the spleen ranks higher on that hierarchy than the ego. It doesn't make it better than the ego. It's just the spleen comes first. It comes before the ego. Okay. So if you're ever confused about that, you can look at your chart and know, oh, this, this makes me an emotional authority or this makes somebody else an emotional authority. Do they have their emotional center colored in? Great. They're an emotional authority. What this means is that you are designed to make decisions with what we call the emotional wave. The emotional wave is this sort of repeating cyclical process of emotions that moves through your body, moves through your physical body. And that cyclical wave repeats again and again and again for your entire lifetime, okay? And so you have this ability to intensely experience emotions over and over and over and over millions, billions of times probably across the course of your lifetime. So you've got a lot of opportunity to develop not only emotional intelligence, but the ability to emotionally regulate, to expand this capacity within your body to sit with emotion, to process emotion and to transmute emotion. You really are the leading authorities in the world. And at the vast majority of the population, this is something that we need to learn because a lot of emotional authorities have not been taught this and are not moving in this direction. You really have the ability to use emotions as portals, emotions as these accesses to deeper insights, to deeper information, to um, deeper experiences even and wisdom. And then you can onward teach that to other people. Everything that we understand and know about emotion comes from our emotional authorities. So your emotional wave serves a purpose. It's not just there to make you dramatic or make you an overly emotional human being. No, you're, you're here because you chose to come into this life to have an incredibly emotional experience in a repetitive cycle over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, how much wisdom can you cultivate from repeating the same cycle of emotions over and over again? 
There's a whole lot more to emotional authority in terms of like um, you're not experiencing emotions from outside of you. They're really your own emotions. You're amplifying your emotions into people who are non-emotional authorities, a whole bunch of stuff. But we teach that in a lot of our programs. And I don't want to spend a bunch of time in this podcast just talking about those things. We have a lot of posts on it. Um, I think we've got a, even a blog post on it. Like I said, we, we teach this in depth in a lot of our programs. There's heaps and heaps and heaps of resources out there on the internet for people who teach this in really amazing ways. So if you want to deepen your understanding of what an emotional authority is or what an emotional wave is, definitely go and check out those resources. What I want to look at today is what is the challenge that comes up when you sort of cross mix the emotional authority with the manifesto energy? First and foremost, the thing that occurs is that our emotional authorities are incredibly powerful beings. Because it means that you either directly or indirectly have your emotional wave, so your emotional center, connected to your throat. This is what determines your emotional wave. In fact, we have four different types of emotional waves. And again, I'm not going to go into the details of that because we teach it elsewhere. But those emotional waves are determined by which channel you have defined going up to your throat. This means that emotional manifestors express their emotions out of their throat. Yeah, pretty basic. So when we have an emotional, uh, sorry, a manifestor throat that is designed to amplify and be like a loudspeaker and it's designed to initiate and manifest and create the manifestor words, make worlds, we see emotional manifestors express this huge, like loud, impacting, very influential volume of emotion when they speak. And... I am the, the parent of an emotional manifester. He's got a, a full channel all the way from his root up to his emotional center, up to his throat. In fact, he's what we call single definition. So that means every single piece of energy in his body is cycling through this one circuit that ultimately ends with his emotions coming out of his throat. <laughs> He's also a four six, and so he's all about connection and relating to other people and being seen and being involved. So he's he's a kind of hullapalooza of like emotional manifester. And the emotions that come out of an emotional manifester are at such a huge volume that it makes people sit up and take notice because it's so confronting for those of us who are perhaps not feeling our own emotions that it, it jolts something awake in us. So I would argue that emotional manifestors are probably the most powerful manifestors in terms of um, how they are felt when they express from their throats. There's a beautiful ability to catalyze others with your emotion. But the challenge that I want to talk about in this podcast episode is one that I hear oof, like thousands of times over. <laughs> it's very regular. I hear this from emotional manifestors like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And that's the issue that you have with waiting through your emotional wave. And hey, I get it. I am a splenic authority manifester. I wait for nothing. I mean, uh, my decision making is instantaneous. It's there. It's sharp. It's fast. I move quickly because I'm a manifester. The only thing that I ever wait for in my life is my children. And that's infuriating. So <laughs> I get it. I get it, guys. I, the struggle of being a manifesting energy type where you are designed to not wait. 
You are designed to move quickly. You are designed to kind of jump into initiation and move it forward and do these things at rapid pace and not wait for permission and not wait to engage with other people and not wait for, you know, the perfect environment. That seems immediately counterproductive to then having to wait for your emotional wave. And I want to provide a reframe on that today that is specifically applicable to emotional manifestors, though it's probably applicable to all emotional authorities, just I think it's most applicable to emotional manifestors. We refer to the emotional wave as something that you need to wait through. You'll see that language everywhere. You'll see it plastered all through human design teaching is that you've, as an emotional authority, you've got to wait through the emotional wave. So you've got to bring this decision in. You've got to wait until you've done all your highs and all your lows and you arrive at this place in your emotional wave where it's neutrality. Often it's taught as clarity, but I found that that's pretty misleading for a lot of emotional authorities. Neutrality seems to be a better word because it it seems to be, and this is purely observational, it seems to be a state of, I've felt everything that I need to feel about this, right? Like I've been excited, I've been manic, I've been, you know, hopeful, I've been joyful, but I've also then been confused and sad and overwhelmed and disappointed and even a little bit depressed. And now, I'm just kind of at this neutral place. That's your point of clarity. That's what you're quote unquote waiting for as an emotional authority. You're waiting to get to that point of neutrality and clarity in the emotional way. And that's the place to make the decision from. Making a decision from the high of the emotional wave can often lead emotional manifestors or emotional authorities down a path that ultimately is not correct for them and they get involved in stuff that they didn't want to be involved in even something as simple as like saying yes immediately to going out to dinner with friends you might find that you arrive at that dinner with said friends and realize I didn't actually want to be here I don't want to do this this doesn't feel good to me I didn't make the right decision and it becomes a self-betrayal Uh, If you make a decision in the low of the emotional wave, often you miss out on opportunities that are absolutely correct for you because it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know. I'm too depressed. It's too confusing. It's too overwhelming. It's too hard. It's too difficult. It's too scary. No, 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 that, that can't be correct for me because I feel too low about it. Well, actually, it may well be the most correct thing for you and you just need to ride through those emotions. But when we use waiting as this term, it immediately kind of grates some sort of friction amongst manifestors who are equally told, no, you don't wait for anything. You don't ever have to wait for anything. A manifestor goes at their own pace. They go at their own speed. You don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to wait for people to be on board. Ah, ah, ah. Like you don't wait, you go forward. Oh, wait, hold up. You're telling me that I, I do need to wait as an emotional authority. I need to wait for this non-descript place of neutrality and clarity, which who knows when it's going to be. It might be in a couple of hours. It might be a day. It might be a week. It might be several weeks. So I just have to wait until it shows up. That is a cue for anger amongst manifestors. And I think that that's really one of the biggest reasons that is responsible for a lot of emotional manifestors struggling to come into connection with their authority and struggling to really lean on that emotional wave as the place to make decisions from because it must feel so wrong to have to wait 
for anything. And so I have seen thousands of emotional manifestors do everything they can to shortcut that right? I've seen them and heard from them that if they have a defined spleen, they just go to their spleen instead. And and they just hope that like, if the spleen says yes, then it's the right decision. And oh, maybe it works out, right? Um, I have seen them just try to guess at what the correct decision is. I have seen them like procrastinate and push off making a decision and get somebody else to make a decision for them just so they can go immediately. I mean, the avoidance is strong amongst emotional manifestors. Because waiting must feel like torture when you are somebody who is not designed to wait. But here's the reframe that I want to bring. And this is something I think I can really only teach now. I think when I came into human design like five or six years ago, I just would not have had any scope of understanding for this. And now that I have observed and worked with and even parented and been in relationships with so many emotional authorities, it gives me the ability as an undefined emotional person to observe and to to learn and pick up these pieces of information and, and kind of put together this much wider puzzle that when you have a defined energy center, you don't really have the capacity to do all that much. You need someone outside of you with a wider scope to say, ah, let me reflect this back to you. So guys, let me reflect this back to you. As an emotional manifester, you're not waiting for your wave to bring you the decision. What you're doing is you're collaboratively working with your body to process energy for correct clarity and timing. Let's back this up a bit. The emotional center is what we call a motor center. It's physical energy. It works in, you guessed it, waves. The energy, the physical energy that it provides to your body comes in waves, in a surging motion that is exactly the same as your emotional wave, depending on which one you've got. So your emotional center, while it's processing emotions, yes, is actually processing emotions for the purpose of physical energy. That's what it's there to do. Just like the sacral center is also a motor center and it is processing responsiveness in order to produce physical energy. The ego center is also a motor center and it is processing desire and motivation in order to produce physical energy. You get where I'm going. Our motor centers are, that's the overarching theme. They are here to process energy for the purpose of transmuting it into physical energy that your body can then use. In the emotional center, what it's processing is emotions. And it's doing that all the time, whether you're in a decision-making process or not. That's why your emotional wave is always active. You don't need to be making a decision to activate your wave. Your wave is already activated. You just bring the decision to it, right, and move through that wave. The important thing about noting that the emotional center is a motor center is that when you're making a decision with your emotional wave, what you're actually doing is processing that decision through your body. Your emotional center is the central point of your body. It is like the the great like recycling center of your body. It's what brings everything in and processes it and then distributes it accordingly. That is the hub. It is the motherboard. It is the center 
of your body. Just like for me as a splenic authority, I am processing everything through fear all the time. My fear processing is always, always, always moving, regardless of whether I'm making a decision or not. That center is my motherboard. It is my hub. Yours as an emotional authority is your emotional center. Its its sole job here is to process emotions, to distribute your energy accordingly. And when you bring in a decision, of course, that's what it's doing. It's saying, cool, cool, cool. Let's process this through the emotional wave that we've got. Let's process this through this kind of emotional cycle that we move through to get to the right point of clarity. You are physically processing your decision. Just like when you eat a meal, you are physically processing the food that you just put in your body. Just like when you learn something intellectually, you are physically processing all of that knowledge through the neurology of your brain and then integrating it into your behavior. It is a processing center. When you are riding through that emotional wave to make a decision, you're not waiting to get to the decision, what you're doing is that you're collaborating with your body because your body needs to get on board with the decision. And the way that your body is designed to do that is to move through those emotions and then allocate energy accordingly. By not doing that, by not riding the wave and not processing to the point of neutrality, or clarity, what you're doing is you're creating complications. I've seen this happen hundreds of times over with emotional authorities. If you go too early or you go too late even and you just continue to process and process and process and process and process and and never actually take the leap, which happens, you step yourself into a situation where there are complications that you actually didn't need to have. Because the cool thing about the emotional center is that it has this really mysterious, intrinsic ability to know correct timing. Your body with a defined emotional center knows timing because it's processing every single piece of freaking data from the world around you. It's bringing all of that data in and processing all of it, not just the decision that you've taken to it. So it's bringing in all this information and it's processing it all through your emotional cycle. And it's saying, cool, cool, cool. I know when all of the pieces are going to be ready. I know what the correct timing is because that pathway will be open and that person is going to be supportive and that resource is going to be available. And then it's going to 100% be ready for you to initiate it. And that's when I'm going to give you the neutrality. That's when we're going to have process to the point of clarity. And that's when it's going to be go time. By going too early and not riding that whole wave through, you step into complications where things are not ready for you. By going too late and continuing to try to push through that wave, particularly because when you reach neutrality and clarity, it's not certainty. It's only about 80% certainty. So you're always going to have an element of still feeling uncertain, especially as a manifester, because we never know what we're doing. We're always uncertain. We're bringing new things to life. They're inherently uncertain. If you kind of continually ride that wave, waiting for certainty, 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 instead of focusing on neutrality, then you end up going too late 
And then the pieces aren't there to support you anymore. The thing starts to stagnate and it starts to die. And then you have to push so hard to bring it into life. That decision becomes kind of incorrect and, and, you know, badly timed and no one's on board and no one wants to do it. Too early and too late are really kind of the backbone of complication with being an emotional authority. So you're not waiting for your emotional wave to give you the right answer. You're working with your emotional center to process everything that needs to be processed, even the stuff that you're unaware of, so that when it says ding, 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 neutrality, we've got it, we're there, you know and you can trust and you can work on deepening that trust muscle with your emotional center to say, cool, when it's neutrality, I know that it's go time because the timing is correct. It's not too early. It's not too late. It means all the resources are here. Everything is available. It's good to go. And I swear to you, I swear to you, I have so many stories of watching emotional manifestors navigate this, of making a decision too early and experiencing like, all of this resistance and all of this complication, like, oh, the thing that I created for my business didn't sell or the business partner that I was working with bailed out or this person that I started dating suddenly ghosted me or this job promotion that I was going for fell through, <laughs> like, or they go too late and they ruminate on it and it activates all of these wounds and they then they get into this complexity of like, I'm trying to beat this dead horse and this thing is not coming together and I don't know why it's working. But when emotional manifestors can step into trusting that really the emotional wave is there to bring them correct timing and they know that when they reach neutrality, not certainty, but neutrality, then it's go time, then they are able to initiate smoothly and powerfully just the same as the splenic manifestors and the ego manifestors. So you're not waiting for anything. You're in an active, engaged process. You are physically processing a whole ton of data that is moving through your body so that you know when it's the correct time to go. This is true of every other inner authority as well. It just takes on a different flavor. As a splenic manifester, I know that when my spleen speaks, because I can't make it speak, I can't go to my spleen and say, I'm going to make this decision. I just have to let the decision sit within me. And then at some point, my spleen's going to speak and I've got to listen. And I know that when my spleen speaks, if it says, yes, it's go time now, like now, 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 it's go time now. And if I don't go now, then I've missed the timing boat and it's incorrect and things get all complicated and messy. And yet there is absolutely zero clarity and zero neutrality and zero certainty with a splenic authority. So it's a huge process of surrender. And ego authority, it's when they reach that place of hearing within themselves, usually by speaking out loud, right? So they hear their own voice. They hear what they want. And when they know what they want 
and that switches it on for them, that is go time. That is the correct timing. By trying to force themselves into something that they don't really want or that they think that they should want or they're just trying to be disciplined in or maybe they do want it but they're muting it down because they don't want to be offensive to other people and they don't want to be too much, right? It's the incorrect timing. They haven't gone through the process that they need to go through for their body to get ready and their body to be on board. So we could argue this two ways. One is that every single manifesto, regardless of the authority, is waiting for your body to get on board. So we're all waiting. And the other way to look at it is that none of us are waiting. We're all processing. We are all moving that energy through our body so that our body can give us the wisdom of the right timing. Because especially when you're a manifester and you're initiating new things into the world, it's not just you that matters. Even though you're the initiator, the place that you're initiating that into has to be ready to receive it. And that's something that is outside of our control. It's also outside of our knowledge. We can think people are ready and they're not. I mean, how many have had those, how many of us (laughs) have had those experiences? Like, Thought people were going to be ready to receive this, but no, it ruffled some feathers. Trust your body. As an emotional manifester, stop being resentful about your emotional wave. Please take my undefined Ajna, very wide perspective, you know, invitation to alter your belief system here. When you switch your perspective to not viewing your emotional wave as a mortal enemy that is designed to slow you down and make you wait and something that you have to drag yourself through because otherwise you won't get the correct decision and you start seeing it as a collaborative processing tool, a somatic tool that is bringing you into connection with your body so that your body can get ready and can be on board and can give you insight into the correct timing and the correct pathway then your entire ability to initiate is going to shift. See what happens when you change perspective. In the end, you chose to come here as an emotional authority. No one forced you. You weren't, you know, like taking numbers at the pearly gates before you came into life. I'm like, oh, damn, (laughs) I got emotional authority. What rotten luck. No, you chose this not only because you wanted to develop emotional wisdom and intelligence and the ability to emotionally regulate and have the capacity to hold huge volume of emotion, but also because you wanted to work with your body in this way. You wanted to collaborate with your body in this way. And an emotional manifester who is able to combine those two things, the trust muscle to initiate when the urge comes through, and also the trust muscle to work with your emotional authority and jump into go time when you reach neutrality, that is an unstoppably powerful manifesto. Big, big, big shout out to the emotional manifestors. You guys are huge. You carry just this amazing kind of tank of energy within you and you are so influential, you are so powerful, you are so impacting to the rest of the world. I personally have been impacted by emotional manifestors more times than I could ever even represent or count. We're so thankful for you and we're here to support you in deepening that journey with your emotional authority. And perhaps, perhaps this podcast episode today offers you a place of 
healing. Now, before we go, so that you're all aware, so that we're keeping you all informed, we have two kind of cool little things going on at the moment with our recent book, Informed. A lot of you have read it. Thousands of people have read it, which is just mind-blowingly cool. Uh, We released this in December last year. It's Informed, Comprehensive Guide to Human Design Manifestors. Now, if you have read Informed, we would love, love, love for you to leave us an Amazon review because guess what? Like that's the platform, that's the structure that's there, that's the algorithm that we work within. Um, and, and that brings more visibility. It also helps to keep other manifestors informed before they purchase the book. It's so important that we're all informing each other of like, hey, this is how it impacted me, this might be how it impacts you. So you're helping other people make the correct decision for themselves. To support you in doing that, if you head on to Amazon and leave a review of Informed, if you've read it, then we are drawing out winners every single month for a $250 Australian dollar voucher for all of our products in the Manifesto Community Store, except for our one-on-one readings, right? Can't apply it to the readings, but everything else you can apply it to. Um, Make sure that you leave your Instagram handle in the Amazon review so that we can contact you. And the other thing that's going on that we've got is that if you are a human design teacher or chart reader, a manifester or a non-manifester, it doesn't matter. We would love to send you a free copy of Informed. Our mission is all about making sure that the human design world is as educated as possible about the real lived reality for alignment as a manifester because there's a lot of the same kind of regurgitated teaching going around that is not serving anyone. And we know that the human design community genuinely does want to support manifestors and we need to inform them of what they need to know. So we are sending out free copies to human design teachers or chart readers. There are some eligibility criteria that you do need to meet because we can't just send out millions of copies worldwide. But if you head to the show notes, you will see a link to the application form, whether it's for you, whether it's for somebody that you know that is a human design teacher, runs a human design business, does human design chart readings, whoever it is, please send them the application link. We would love to send out as many free copies as we possibly can and help get the world educated about manifestors because the more we can heal manifestors, the more beneficially it impacts the remainder of the world. Okay, that is a wrap for today. As always, thanks for joining me. So cool. I flip and love podcasting all these years in and I'm I'm still I'm still digging podcasting. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here to listen. Uh, Please do inform us of how this impacted you. Share it on social media, tag us, send us an email, write it in comments, leave a, a comment or a review on Spotify, whatever floats your boat, whichever method you want to move forward with. We love being informed of how this has impacted you. And as always, until next time, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, 
or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifestor Community. Until next time, please manifestors keep hunting for purpose.